0: Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. Your money and your plans in perfect harmony. And now, here is Baron Fitzgerald and Simon Hilliard to help you find out how to be financially tuned.
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome to another show of Financially Tuned with myself, Baron Fitzgerald, and Simon Hilliard from Wellington Adams Investment Advisory. The topic that we're going to be talking about today is called creating a successful balanced portfolio. It's important to have the right balance of safety and growth opportunities in your portfolio that's going to be in line with what your risk tolerance is. Having a balanced portfolio for your retirement can be relatively simple and, if done properly, can provide you with multiple benefits, which is what we're going to be discussing in today's show. At this time I'd like to welcome to the show our co host, Mr. Tony Shore. How are you doing today, Tony?
0: Well, Baron, thanks for asking. I am doing great. Great to be here on the show. It's my highlight of my week, honestly, because I always learn something from you guys and uh I, I love talking to you, Baron, and, and I always like giving Simon a hard time as well. You know that.
1: And <laughs> me too. <laughs>
0: So, but thanks for having me on. I really appreciate it. And I've had a great week. Uh, Busy, you know, fall is here, just getting the kids ready for all their fall sports. And it's been kind of crazy busy, but I know you guys have been really busy. Uh, Barron, how have you been?
1: I've actually been really good, Tony. I was actually up in northern Maine visiting my in laws, and I always have a really, really fun time with them. So that was enjoyable. And I've come back to a really high stack of. Paper and work to do. So my hair is being pulled out a little bit today, but I'm doing all right.
0: (laughs) I bet uh, being out of the office, I know how busy you are when you're in the office. I bet uh, it stacks up when you're gone. How about you, Simon? What's going on over there?
2: I'm doing well. I just enjoy the weather and some jobs around the house and getting caught up here at the office while Baron was away.
0: (laughs) Excellent. Excellent. Well, I'm really looking forward to our topic today. Uh, you said we're talking about creating a successful portfolio. Uh, Baron. when is a good time for us to actually begin planning out our portfolio for our retirement?
1: Well, there's, there's not one specific time to begin planning for it. I mean, everyone's situation is different. But I will say sooner is definitely better than later. If you haven't already started planning, there's no better time than the present. You know, you, you might have an idea... Uh, or vision of what you think your retirement will be like. For example, you know, spending more time with the family, uh, maybe doing some traveling to places you always wanted to go to, um, or, you know, maybe just enjoying a favorite pastime. Maybe you've actually even created a financial plan with these visions already in mind. Um, that's a good thing, but that plan though, needs to, you know, be adaptable, to ensure that it's going to accommodate the reality of what your retirement is. I mean, you never really know what curveballs life can throw you. So we want to be able to, uh, you know, just start thinking about getting a plan put together uh, if you haven't already started to do so.
0: Yeah, good point. And Simon, uh, what do you think about this? What are some main points uh, that you could give us to help us create that successful portfolio?
2: Well, Tony, a few of the main steps I think we've found to help create a successful portfolio are framing a vision, taking time to create a plan to go with that, and a key is exercising patience. You know, having established vision and a plan are very important because, as we know, the market's going to go up and down along the way. Downturns, even significant ones, you know, they're going to be inevitable as time goes along. And when they come, we want to avoid making hasty decisions, especially the wrong ones. And being able to remind ourselves of our long-term vision and remember that there is a plan and what it entails will help us keep on track and benefit from the long-term returns that the market generally brings.
0: Interesting. And you mentioned there that the first step is to frame a vision. What do you mean by that?
2: Well, I would say that framing a vision is the process of outlining the client's long-term goals. You know, Outlining a vision of what they want their retirement to look like what they want to enjoy and be involved in during those years. And we've talked about that a little bit in different contexts in some of the previous shows, you know, once that's done, then we, as the advisor, we can take the steps to help them create a plan. That'll be able to achieve that vision and those goals that they have. And our well-managed retirement plan should be mindful of all types of investment risk in order to help maintain a healthy portfolio along the way. We wanted to address elements of long-term growth. Know, income generation and some built-in principal preservation. And once that vision is outlined and the plan established, it's much easier than to go in and choose the right investments that'll support that plan, Tony.
0: Well, good point right there, Simon. I, I see what you mean. And I always feel more comfortable, obviously, when I have that plan in place, when it's laid out, when I know what's going to happen and how much I've got and where it's going. I think this is huge. And um, you know, obviously, we need to pay attention to risk when we're talking about all this. Uh, Baron. how do you help your clients determine what their portfolio risk tolerance is? Well, the first thing
1: I want to point out is, you know, determining the amount of risk that's right for you really just depends upon your own specific situation. It starts by examining your particular financial position. There are three questions that you... You need to ask yourself when determining the amount of risk that you should take. The first question is, when do I want to retire? You know, Both your age and your timeline for meeting specific goals should be considered when figuring out your tolerance for risk. When you're young, you, know, you have a long time horizon to meet your goals. Um, so you're most likely going to have a higher risk tolerance than perhaps someone who is getting close to retirement um, because that person may need a steady income from their investments. That's going to last for many years to come. Uh, other factors that will determine your risk tolerance are your personality. You know, Maybe you're just a very conservative person by nature, or maybe you're just a much more of a risk taker. Uh, another thing or life experiences, you know what you've already gone through as far as up and down markets, as well as your current financial situation. Generally, there are three different levels of tolerance. Um, first level, high risk tolerance. These types of investors um, can tolerate the short-term volatility of riskier investments, um, like say, for example, stocks they can tolerate it because of the long term returns that those investments could potentially provide. Second level would be a medium risk tolerance. These investors typically have like an even mix of investments, typically like a 50 50 blend, such as stocks, which are generally higher risk and then bonds, which are generally lower risk. And then the third level would be low risk tolerance. You know, these investors are typically very, very conservative, Um, And they'll put their money in lower risk investments, Uh, things such as bonds, CDs, or maybe fixed annuities. Those investments will generally provide a steady stream of income, um, but they won't provide the higher returns typically associated with stocks.
0: Right. That's a good point. So now after we've determined when we want to retire obviously that's the big uh, first question what's the next question we need to be asking ourselves
2: well tony i would say the next question is what are my financial goals at retirement this kind of goes along with the vision that we spoke of earlier your particular financial goal this will also play a part in your ability to take on that risk and kind of build on what baron said before but put a little twist on it here now, as an example, if the level of risk you're comfortable with in managing your investments gets you about a four percent rate of return, but the reality is you need an eight percent rate of return to meet your income goals, then we know that those goals aren't gonna mix or be met and those two things don't match up necessarily. So we need to take a step back and look at, you know, whether or not we need to look at options for higher growth potential. However, we have to be aware that in that case, as Baron pointed out earlier. That means the possibility of a substantial loss in there, so we may say uh, maybe choose to work a little bit longer in in the working years and save more, make some sacrifices along the way, and able in order to contribute more to those retirement accounts, or perhaps we just need to revisit the reality of our financial goals and situation and bring them in line with what we're truly financially able to do here in retirement.
0: Well, Simon, that's a great point. Now. Baron, after we determine when we want to retire and what our financial retirement goals are then, uh, what's the final question we need to ask ourselves?
1: Well, the third and final question is basically, what's my ability to handle a financial loss? Your emotional ability to handle financial loss is really an important factor. If you're likely to pull out all of your money you know, out of your investments because there was a dip in the market, And then you get back in when the market performs well, you're likely probably, you know, you have a low risk tolerance. You know, by doing that, you're actually doing exactly the opposite of what we're always taught to do. You know, we're always taught that you're supposed to buy low and sell high ultimately. But what happens though is we let our emotions get in the way. Fear of loss is really a very strong emotion. I mean, I don't know about you, but... For example, when I go to the casino, which really isn't all that often, you know, the feeling that I have if I win a hundred bucks is nowhere near as intense as if I lose a hundred bucks. I mean, you know, I mean, I don't know. That just always seems I mean, I'm like, you know, if I win the hundred bucks out, what do I do? I wind up you know, going to the restaurant and leaving the money in the casino anyway. But if I lose that hundred bucks, I'm like, ah, darn it. You know, I really wish I didn't do that. Right. So, you know, discussing your goals and risk tolerance with a financial professional will really help you determine the ideal path and the process to utilize in order to reach those retirement goals. With some careful planning and consideration of your needs, you're going to be better able to keep your emotions in check and then stick to your long-term strategy during those turbulent uh, market up and down times.
0: Well, that's a great point. Now, we're almost out of time for this first segment. Is there anything else you want to add before we take a quick break here?
2: Well, Tony, you know, for a lot of people, planning for retirement sometimes can be overwhelming, a little bit nerve-wracking, but it doesn't have to be. You know, take your time, establish these goals and visions, and put things in place like we talked about, as we talk about today's show, I think we're gonna talk a little bit about the balance between safe investments and risk investments and finding the right mix. So I think we'll do a complimentary color of money report today for the first 20 callers. The color of money report, color of money risk analysis will help break down the right balance that you should have to be in line with the risk level that you're comfortable with. Help you outline how much of the safe investment tools you should have, how much of the risk investment tools you should have, and a good blend to help you achieve those goals, point out any strengths and weaknesses, and make sure that things match up. So for the first 20 callers today, we'll do that in a complimentary review. They can go to our website, of course, at wellingtonadams.com, or give us a call at the office, 855-793-2409. Mention the radio show, and again, we'll do that complimentary for everybody, 855-793-2409.
0: All right. Thanks, Simon. And listeners, stay tuned. We're going to be right back with more of our hosts, Baron Fitzgerald and Simon Hilliard here on Financially Tuned. Are you confident in your financial plans? At Wellington Adams Investment Advisory, we would like to help you craft a strategy with the right plan, process, and professional to help you through the construction of your financial pyramid starting with a solid foundation. We will help you with the resources, tools, and understanding you need to be successful. To learn more and to receive your personal financial pyramid guide, visit WellingtonAdams.com or call us at 855-793-2409.
1: Hello and welcome back everyone to Financially Tuned with myself Baron FitzGerald and Simon Hilliard from Wellington Adams Investment Advisory as well as our co-host Tony Shore. In our previous segment we talked a little bit about the importance of having a vision for your portfolio and a well organized and planned out portfolio. You know, we also touched on how to determine your portfolio risk tolerance by asking yourself the following three questions. Number one was, when do I want to retire? Number two, what are my financial goals at retirement? And number three, what's my ability to handle a financial loss?
0: Yeah. And those are really important things to understand. And you guys have covered a lot of ground in our first segment already. Um, I know that we all accept risks and challenges in life. I mean, every time we get into a car, we're accepting some risk. However, most people are wary to accept any type of risk when it comes to their financial portfolio. Yet I know that, you know, from what you guys have said and what I've heard in the financial world, it's encouraged that people should accept some risk. Uh, What are your thoughts on that?
1: Yeah, I mean, absolutely. Oftentimes, Tony, people don't like to take on financial risk. We really believe that people almost need um, to accept some level of risk and that's why in the first segment of the show, you know, we went through the importance of determining your portfolio risk tolerance. Many retirees or um, future retirees they approach risk in the financial markets much differently than they actually approach their own life. Um, investment risk is often feared and you know almost avoided. In fact, portfolios can uh, often be too conservatively constructed. And therefore, it's going to be unable to provide the necessary long-term growth needed to outpace inflation and build risk. I mean, you know, many people are fearful of investing because they just feel it's too risky. While we don't feel that any one person should have a hundred percent of their assets in the market solely, nor do we feel you know, one person should have a hundred percent of their assets in just safe investments because you need to at least keep pace with inflation. You know, instead of understanding and profiting from the risk return equation, they try to seek absolute safety by depositing their money in bank accounts, um, CDs, or, you know, other financial products that are considered to be safe, like fixed annuities, things of that nature, you know, but investors seeking absolute safety um, may incur risks of a different variety. In my opinion, the two major risks that these, you know, quote unquote, safe money investors assume are going to be investment opportunity loss, as well as the reduction of purchasing power resulting from inflation, as I mentioned before.
0: Interesting. Now, well, maybe uh, you guys could explain to us what is investment opportunity loss and and inflation and how, how does that work?
2: Sure, Tony. Investment opportunity loss occurs when investors don't take advantage of the returns that a portfolio of growth investments such as stocks um, can produce over time. In other words, instead of embracing risk as an opportunity to increase their assets, they prefer to sit out on the sidelines and play it safe. I think what Baron was talking about in here, and you guys uh, have alluded to a little bit, has a lot to do with people's unfamiliarity with investing and not understanding kind of the differences that go along with that. You know, as an example, if you're too fearful and you're settling for the absolute safety as Baron talked about earlier, and you're only earning, let's say on average, 3% a year, it will take you twice as long to grow your money than those who are taking on to some moderate level of risk and earning 6%. And sometimes this value is kind of overlooked in a lot of situations, but if you think of it in dollars, it makes a bigger impact. If you had $250,000 saved at age 50 and you played it safe and your approach was CDs or treasury bills, bonds, things like that, as we talked about early, average 3%, it would take you to the age of 74 to double that money to 500,000. So, from 50 to 74 to grow your 250 to 500,000. If you had taken on some risk and invested that money and earned 7% a year, you would have doubled that same to that same 500,000 by age 60 and be almost to a million dollars by age 70. That's long before you grew that 250 to $500,000 at 3%. So big differences there on the amount of your dollars growing over time. So, you know, we don't want to be overly assumptive on the risk side, but safe money investors might not lose. The principal in their T-bills, their bank accounts, their CDs, their fixed annuities. But as Baron pointed out, their nest egg may not have that growth potential um, had they diversified with a little bit of higher growth investments along the way.
0: Well, yeah, and I think it is. That's a good point. In addition to having our portfolio with the right amount of risk for our specific situation then, Barron, what else can we plan for when it comes to creating a successful portfolio?
1: Well, another way is to actually plan for your, uh, your emotions. I mean, as we said before, we're emotional creatures. I mean, I know this sounds strange, but emotional investing can really cause for some poor market timing decisions. As I said before, typically, you know, when we're um, being very emotional and the market's going down, we panic. And what do we do? We sell. And then when the market's doing really, really well, we say, oh, we better get in before it's too late. And then we buy at the high. So, I mean, as stock prices move dramatically in either direction, emotions are going to run high. You know, as I just said before, individuals often sell when the markets are down, which turns paper losses into real losses. And at this point, they're now face a new uh, dilemma. So when do you buy back in? So you're trying to time the market. On the other hand, when stock prices are high and climbing higher, emotions are going to draw people into the market at potentially inopportune times as prices are peaking. So, you know, market timing, if you're going to try to do that, it really requires multiple decisions to be made correctly, which really is no small task. I mean, it's really very, very difficult to time the market. If we all could do it you know, well, we'd all be uh, <laughs> doing really, really well financially. But it's really, <laughs> yeah. really difficult to do that. It's a classic tug of war that investors often face, and it's between fear and greed. They're always going back and forth.
0: So what's one of the most important pieces of advice then, Barron, that you give to your clients and people you meet with who are working on creating a portfolio to help meet that uh, those financial needs in retirement then?
1: Well, as always, it's important that you consult a financial professional when you're considering various uh, retirement assets. And also, it's, in, it's essential to ensure that you're making decisions that are in your best interest, to help you assess any kind of potential risk in your retirement.
0: I think that's really, really good advice. Now, you guys have covered a lot and we're going to move on here. You're talking about the main three questions. We've covered that. When do I want to retire? What are my financial goals at retirement? And what's my ability to handle a financial loss and how to deal with emotional investing? Um, and so we've covered a lot of material already about creating a portfolio that's going to meet our needs. I've also heard that to create a successful portfolio, it's beneficial to build wealth with a consistent investment approach. Simon, do you find this to be the case?
2: Yeah, Tony, a properly allocated portfolio that meets your investment objectives can help you achieve your long-term financial goals. Well, it's this approach, that can be enhanced by contributing to your portfolio on a regular basis over long periods of time, perhaps, you know, 10, 20 years or more. Consistent contributions ensure that you'll be buying wherever the prices happen to be throughout various market cycles. You know, you needn't worry about predicting the best days or the worst days, things that Baron had touched on earlier, that constant tug of war and the decision-making you just kind of invest, along the way and this practice which we call dollar cost averaging in stocks and bonds can help maximize returns over the long run those who start investing early uh, will have more time to grow their benefits for retirement you know as an example you know a 25 year old earning $40,000 a year who contributes 15% of their pre-tax earnings to their 401k each year doesn't take out loans or withdrawals along the way just receives a minimal annual wage increase and earns 5% on their investments, could retire at 67 with a million-dollar portfolio. Tony, that's your average blue-collar worker out there, not the highly educated, earning $40,000 a year, making disciplined investment to start to save 15% of their income early, and with the assumption that the employer is not even contributing and they're only earning 5%, ending up with a million dollars at retirement. That's pretty impressive.
0: Yeah, it is. And now, uh, most people probably don't want to have to do this on their own, finding ways to create a successful portfolio. So, Baron, what advice do you have for us, uh, for people, those of us looking for help with this?
1: Well, Tony, I mean, they don't have to do it all alone. You know, there are professional investment managers who have experienced a variety of market cycles. Um, They understand the fundamentals of the stock and bond markets, And, you know, they want to help and have the, they have the industry knowledge you need to help make decisions that are going to be in your best interests. I mean, you certainly wouldn't perform surgery on yourself. So why would you try to manage a portfolio if it's not your area of expertise? I mean, if you have, you know, understanding and expertise, you know, go ahead. Okay. But I mean, if you really don't have that expertise, you really don't want to be going it alone. A financial professional can really help you choose a financial strategy that's going to fit your individualized investment objectives and your goals. Allowing these uh, investment managers to utilize their knowledge and experience can help manage your portfolio during you know various economic conditions and investment market cycles. So that when the market's going crazy up and down, You have a solid portfolio that's going to fit your risk tolerance levels that over the long term, you'll be okay. Um, They can also help determine your risk tolerance by just getting to know you. You know, we ask a lot of questions of our clients to determine what kind of tolerance they have. We're going to analyze their finances and, you know, we actually do a financial risk tolerance survey to determine the client's comfort level with different types of risk. You know, adhering to sound investment uh, principles such as asset allocation, regular portfolio review, and managing risk can really help you achieve long-term success.
0: Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I would would assume it could, and that, that makes perfect sense. Thanks, guys. This has been very helpful. Now, our time is just about up for this week's show. Is there anything else you want to share with us before we have to go today?
1: Um, Yeah, just visit our website at www.wellingtonadams.com or uh, give us a call at 855-793-2409 and the first 20 callers will receive complimentary a color of money risk analysis um, with that, you can get the information you need to help you understand your retirement. What of your, you know, what portion of your assets should be on the safer side? What portion can be allocated more to growth opportunity? Um, you know, that color of money report is dedicated to provide providing you with information that's going to help you make sound decisions and build a solid, you know, foundation for your retirement. If you have any questions about today's show or any comments that you'd like to, please don't hesitate to call us. Uh, once again, it's 855 793 2409 or uh, visit our website at www.wellingtonadams.com.
0: All right. Well, thank you so much, Baron. And thank you, Simon. Listeners, thanks for tuning in. That does it for today's episode of Financially Tuned with Simon Hilliard and Baron Fitzgerald. Yep.
1: Join us same time, same place for another show of Financially Tuned next week
0: and take care. We'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to Financially Tuned. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound retirement plan. For more information, please contact Baron Fitzgerald or Simon Hilliard at Wellington Adams Investment Advisory. Call 855-793-2409 or visit them online at wellingtonadams.com. All matters discussed during the show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. Baron Fitzgerald, Simon Hilliard, and Wellington Adams Investment Advisory are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency.